welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. And sometimes, sometimes we torture our friends with a lot of Hellraiser movies. <laughs> Seems like such a good idea. It did at one point. <laughs> Yes, today we are going to be covering the movies Hellraiser 4, Bloodline, and Hellraiser 5, Inferno. I'm your co-host Rachel, and joining me is Mars, the demon you summon for a night of drinking boxed wine. Oh yeah, apt. Very apt. (laughs) I've missed your voice, it's so good to hear from you, Marzy. It's good to hear from you too. Yeah, I'm excited, I'm gonna get to see your face soon. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, Yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. Also joining us, back, back, back again, are our, like I said, not pod fa- friend, pod fam, the boys of Here's Johnny, Larry, and Justin. Welcome back, guys. Hello, Hello. everyone. Oh, we came in at the same <laughs> tone. Okay. okay. Sultry. <laughs> okay, we're having to add like a sultry off. This is, is going to be, I mean, it's appropriate for a Hellraiser night, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's always yes. a little, you know, sexy for us, uncomfortable for Lerald. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you I was not uncomfortable during these movies. That is not the word I would use. Oh. <laughs> would you go okay. what word would you go with? Aroused? Uh I think for bloodline it would be okay. Yeah. And, I feel that. And then for Inferno it would be like well y'all lost the fucking thread. <laughs> I also feel that. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah that would be my (laughs) my very short no spoiler synopsis okay well we'll have to get a little deeper than that but i do feel like (laughs) i feel like that's a good start okay so i have a warm-up question for you guys what's up so this is we have reached the point now where they have stopped well one of these was written as a hellraiser movie and one of them was not (laughs) okay basically you can have any movie you just have to somehow shoehorn pinhead in and it's a hellraiser movie so what i want each of you to do is to pitch me on your hellraiser movie and i will green light one of them okay so have you seen encanto (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about pinhead exactly (laughs) you make the house the house can be the lament configuration okay and they all have instead of like happy powers and stuff they all have weird demon powers i guess i don't know it's just a family of cenobites yeah it's a family of cenobites right and (laughs) but one of them is just a regular person oh so it's like monsters rules well well, but also in kanto because the one girl doesn't have a gift well Right. Well, well, spoilers. Well. <laughs> oh yes, I don't want to get into spoilers, but well, that's that's not a spoiler because that wasn't the trailer. I, think. I don't watch trailers. Yeah, to the that's best fair. of my ability. Yeah, but Justin, I think that's good, even though I haven't seen it. But I'm, I'm going to beat you. Are you okay with oh, that? Yeah, let's let's hear. I mean, this, he that was a really good pitch. So the competition has been laid. I also didn't get any time to think about it. I just went off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> so mine, Justin, or I guess Rachel. Rachel, I'm the, ex- I'm the studio exec here. I got all the money. Oh, money bag chateau over here. What what movie are we making? It's big, but we replace Zoltar with Pinhead. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so wait, Zoltar. Now Zoltar is the, the guy, the machine. Oh, from man. Big, the machine. Yeah, that's why I said it was big, but instead it was, oh. it was Zoltar. It's Pinhead. I thought you meant like. 
the idea was big. <laughs> I didn't know even the title was big. Okay, I'm back. I'm focused. All right, my my studio exec brain is working. Okay, so tell me more. Zoltar is the is now Pinhead. Yes, and he's giving. Okay, so what happens? Basically, it would kind of unfold like the plot of Inferno, right? Mm-hmm. Where it just keeps you living like a Groundhog Day situation of like being young and then being oh, old. Oh, should have said and... Groundhog Day. Damn it. <gasps> Groundhog Day would be a good. Although I think that movie already exists. It, it, yeah, it's called Groundhog Day, right? No, it's called no, Bloodline. I think it's, yeah, I think it's called <laughs> Inferno. <laughs> All right, Mars. All right, you're up. All right, we've got two pitches. Competition is high. Buttholes are clinched. What's the third one going to be? Okay. Okay. I have the idea. I didn't come up with the good pitch, but a tight-knit group of ragtag family, quote-unquote, who are on the wrong side of the law accidentally do the lament configuration, and now they have to race Pinhead in order to save their souls. It's Fast and the Furious 27. <laughs> Road to hell. Ooh, but have we got Rock signed on yet? Can, can you? What stars do you have attached to this film? Oh, I kind of just pictured Vin Diesel, but with the pins. Oh. I mean, he does kind of already look like him. Right? I mean, I do feel like the focus groups do like Vin Diesel. Hmm. Hmm. Is there is there uh, anybody else you'd like to add to the cast list? I mean, at this point, I'm not sure that I'm a fan of The Rock and The Fast and the Furious, but everybody else seems to. But they don't get along. So they then don't. there's drama, right? There's there off-screen drama. drama. I've only That's seen one Fast and the Furious movie, so. Was it the first one? Yep. Oh. That's too bad. <laughs> you know what? I've actually only ever seen the first one, too. Is that Good. A... Stop there. Don't keep going. Oh, really? Okay. Is this an action series that I should invest some time in? Because I do like stupid action movies. But there was, it, it felt to me very PG. And I want to feel danger. It just, I mean, it just goes off the rails so far. Okay. Because you start out with that first one where it's like, oh, it's, it's their, uh, you know, close-knit group of friends that they're like, La Familia. And then they're running crimes and stuff. And then nine movies later, and the U.S. government has hired them to be spies in foreign countries. And like, he has, like, long-lost God. siblings from, like... Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, amnesia plots. Holy oh, shit! Because yeah. I was curious about how they brought John Cena in, so I watched a YouTube video breaking down the story, and I was like, nope. I love yeah, John Cena, like, but I'm not doing this. Faked just, like, deaths. Scene, right? And... <laughs> yeah. It gets it gets real weird. Okay. Sometimes you like reflect back on the first one. And you're like, wow, this started out of a small group of friends who grew up in the neighborhood together used to steal TVs. It's it's a crime drama. The first one's a crime drama. Yeah. Well, it's Point Break with cars, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. This is really hard because these all sound very good, and because Hellraiser the franchise is what it is, I'm green lighting them all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Bum, 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 and we have bum, a shared bum, bum, bum. we have a shared budget, right? Well, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of five hundred dollars, exactly. Make it happen. Can't wait to see what. Just you do. imagine though, Pinhead cut up, sh- shirt with the sleeves ripped off, sitting right. in a souped-up Honda Civic that's like Ooh. probably lime green, Ooh. just like staring oh, over and being like, <laughs> "Pink slips are your soul." Yes. Does he have like hook chains hanging from the back of his spoiler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. All right. You get five hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. <laughs> all right. Awesome. All of these movies sound amazing. I cannot wait to see them all. 
But before that happens, we should get into our plan for the night. So we're going to be talking about Hellraiser, two of them, right? And we're stealing the Here's Johnny format. But, and I asked this, I can't remember how we scored when we did them. Yes, I was looking at your message. Uh, We didn't score. We didn't score. Okay. No, we, 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 we talked about it. It was just like a conversation of it. Oh, it was a conversation. But like in order. Like, okay. But we didn't like slam a number on the end or anything. We didn't slam a number. We didn't like break it down into like how scary or cinematography or anything. We literally just like talk. Because like those middle Saw movies, there isn't a lot of They're the best kind of movies ever. I mean, Rachel (laughs) does love Saw 3D. So Mm, I don't want to belittle that. Yeah, it's the the, the love triangle. (laughs) Um. Happy Pride, uh, but yeah. Um... Jesus Christ! <laughs> why, why you gotta bring Pride into this? What did Pride ever do to you? Yeah, we just talk about it. I don't think there's much to do. And I was telling Justin if I had to score Inferno, I would break my own rules that I have, and I don't want to do that. Interesting. I think I'm gonna bum some people out tonight. Okay, so we are going to be having, like you said, more general conversations about both of them rather than get into the nitty-gritty of scoring. Mm-hmm. Before we do any of that, we are going to do the other thing you guys do, which is talk about what we've been watching, what we've been reading, what we've been playing, whatever the case may be, uh, which is basically what we've been up to in the last month. So who would like to go first? I'll go first because I don't have a whole lot. Uh, Devin okay. and I moved into a new place. We have a fenced-in Congratulations. Back- Thank you. We have a fenced-in backyard. We've had a couple of fires already. It's awesome. Just being able you to have dogs. an offensive backyard? A fenced what's in. going on back there? Fenced in. It's on fire. Backyard. That's what's offensive. Oh. Butt stuff. Lots um, of butt. It's cool because we can let the dogs run around and be free. <laughs> Movies. I saw Men. I saw Top Gun. That's about it. We just reviewed Life. Over on here's Johnny. That comes out. Oh right. That's coming out on Monday the sixth. Uh, that was forced by Shannon. Hopefully nope. she's still our friend after that. But oh I think no, since, you I guys think didn't since like Justin it? was meaner, I think we we have a good shot of her not hating us. Yeah, I. Uh, her and I, I can start a support group for movies we were excited to share you. Well, my, my my problem I think is very valid. I got motion sickness throughout that entire oh. movie. Okay. So I, it was like I told Larry, the scariest part of that movie to me was the fact that I had to keep watching it because it made me want to throw up. But yeah, it's funny you were talking about Morbius earlier because uh, you've seen it. The direct no, the director of Morbius directed Life. Oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Was it Morbin time, though? That's the question. I have seen that clip, actually, on YouTube. Does he actually say that? He no! Does. Yes, he does. Like, yes, no, he does. it's like, no. I saw he a does. YouTube clip. Is that not from the movie? I think they must have, like, defaked it, because it's not something that happens in the movie, but it spiritually happens in the movie. Oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check. You have to tell me, I'll find the clip I watched, and you'll have to tell me if it's a deep fake. You can never trust what you see. I, I mean, I think Rachel's actually seen the movie, though, right? Yes. Yeah, I trust. <laughs> I trust her over it. I know. I, I, I just want to show you because it was like him talking to Venom. Yeah, what? here it is. Here, I'm that sending it to you right now. It's movie. like 17 seconds. Wait, where are you sending it? I just posted okay. it. Okay. And so you'll, you'll see. Let me yeah, that is definitely that is, fake. For like, one thing, Venom is not in the movie. Okay, well, Venom's see, not... 
I haven't seen it. I thought Venom would be in it because it was all part of the Spider Verse, and I thought that the no. I thought the edited part was uh, the crowd jumping up, not the no, 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 talking. No. That is, it. I will say, if uh, <laughs> if that is the kind of ADR they have going on in that movie, though, what's ADR? Uh, oh boy, it's like where they go back and add uh, audio, like, audio. Yeah, so oh. they'll like re- they'll basically like dub over. Okay. Somebody saying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so no, like I said, it doesn't happen in the movie, but it might as well have. It's not mm-hmm. outside the realm. The joke is, it's funny, but it's also like, but like it really could happen. <laughs> like, I mean, they made a sequel movie. happen. Do you think they're actually gonna make the sequel? Absolutely. They're fucking bringing it back to movie theaters. I did see that they are bringing it back to. Which like, I'm like, that's smart. Pinch every penny you can out of this yeah. movie. Oh, it's having a weird cultural moment. But I don't know that they're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars making a sequel I mean, to this movie. I mean, there is a post-credit scene that is like... And the thing is, is I bet they will make a sequel. And they'll try to lean into the shittiness. And it'll just be like, nobody will attach to the second one. Mm-hmm. Like they... Clearly, it's like a part of the cultural zeitgeist right now, but that's not going to happen with the sequel, especially if they try to lean into it. It would be like if Tommy Wiseau made The Room 2, but like leaned into how everybody felt about The Room. The thing is, I just don't think that the amount of people who would go and see it for the irony of it would justify a $150 million budget. I mean, what if they could make it for less? I mean, if they could make it for like $75 million, maybe. So the thing is now all this like even shittier stuff is coming out about Jared Leto, right? So I'm sure. Yeah, but he would be a lot cheaper though. Yeah, but I mean, I also you got to think right now everybody's high on Morbin time. In three years, when this movie comes out, do you really think the Morbin time thing is going to have those kinds of legs? No, I well that's what I'm saying is I think they will try to make it, and when it comes out, it's just going to fall flat. It's going to tank. It's It would be Absolute, a terrible job. Absolutely. Terrible idea. It's because it's like the the movie execs thinking, oh, yeah, okay, there's this great moment. Let's lean into it. It's still gonna I mean, be, it's still going to be like, you know, uh, relevant when it comes to, come on, let's, you know, like, let's make it because they're not <laughs> smart. Well, I mean, one of my major complaints about this movie lends credence to your theory about the studio execs being like hey that's a thing that went viral yeah let's do that which is that this movie is so homophobic it is wildly oh, homophobic boy. and i think it's because Morbius? i think it's un- yes i think it's unintentional and it's like a case of just dum-dums who are like you know what was really popular about venom all the like homoeroticism in that movie. Like people kind of got into it. The second Venom film has like basically Venom coming out. There was some sort of memification and like people liked it and got into it. And it became kind of a joke in the franchise, but not a mean spirited one, kind of a little tongue in cheeky sort of thing. Right. And so they're like, you know what they like? They like gay stuff. Let's just shoehorn some into this movie. And what they unintentionally did was make this super fucking homophobic movie. So Matt Smith is your villain and he's super queer coded. He's like flamboyant. He dances topless. He's obsessed with Morbius. There's a moment where Morbius is making out with the scientist who exists to do whatever Morbius wants. And is just the most empty sexist garbage writing of a female character. But I, I can't even engage with that because I was so blown away by the, the 
absolute datedness of the homophobia in this film where he, he he'll be watching them kiss and he's just like smoldering with rage and has to get back at her and all this stuff because he's so obsessed with Morbius and like he makes all these like we are the last Spartan comments and it's it's super 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 homoerotic and the reason he's we a are villain the last Spartans yes so okay the reason he's a villain is totally because of his queerness because he's so obsessed with Morbius he kills all these people and does all of these things because of his unnatural queer love for for Morbius I was just like I cannot believe in 2022 I'm watching this movie this is fucking wild it is so 1990s homophobia it's wild and it's just bad (laughs) (laughs) so what I'm saying is Morbius sucks don't watch it (laughs) does this my description uh, resonate for any of you I haven't seen it. I had no intention of watching it, so I trust that you gave a good uh, breakdown. Yeah, I don't think I'll be watching it either. I mean, and the worst part is, is I'm saying that, but I know somehow I'm going to get roped into watching it. I mean, watch it. Go ahead and watch it, but you'll see what I mean when you do. I've seen worse movies. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. There's no there there, and then it's super homophobic. Maybe it's a watch on my lunch break at work kind of movie. Oh, oh man this is like when they try to do the dark universe and they did the mummy <laughs> like this is the mummy of the of the sony it's gonna like, fail I, so I, bad i saw the thing. first trailer of that and i was like nope and i threw in the brendan fraser one and called it a day wise decisions were made on that day sir wise decisions that movie is real bad yeah i i was it's like watching that first like trailer i was like nope mm-hmm and I, the I, other stuff, and I liked Tom Cruise. And I, it wasn't enough. Yeah, that was a case where Tom Cruise's vanity definitely got in his own way. Yeah. Where he demanded all kinds of rewrites to make him more heroic. And it's like, you know, you would have been much better as an anti-hero. I don't know what is happening here. He made himself the main character instead of, you know, the mummy. So. Oh, he's the mummy? I thought the chick was the mummy. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But the mummy is totally sidelined. And it's just about him, like, Indiana Jonesing around. Uh, okay. I and then, like, Russell Crowe's up and cho- shows up and chews some scenery. It's, it's Russell Crowe's in that movie? Yeah, because he was supposed to be. He's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So he shows up in, like, what? a little tiny. <laughs> I didn't yes! know that. Like I said, Do I... you not remember there was that photo shoot where they had all of the stars that were supposed to be in all the movies? No. Look, Rachel, like I said, like, I. Brendan Fraser is always and forever going to be the Mummy franchise for me. Him and Billy's. Billy Zane everything. So I, I don't dabble in anything else. Look at this image I'm going to put in the chat. And I will describe it for listeners because this is an audio medium. I recognize this. So when they were starting this, they did this photo shoot with the people who were going to be in the Johnny? Dark Universe. Yep. And yep. is that Javier Bardem? Yep. Wait, it sure is. Larry, I'm very so How did I know this and you didn't? Because I was revolted by the fact that they were going to recast or do a different movie with The Mummy without Brendan Fraser. So, so yeah, Russell Crowe is going to be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I think Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Okay. And I and Javier Bardem, I think, was also going to be in that film. And then there's obviously Sofia Boutella, who was the mummy, along with Tom so Cruise. They were both the mummy? Well, in the mummy. Oh. Well, I mean, not to spoil the movie. I'm never going to watch it. You're fine. Yeah, Tom Cruise also turns into the mummy. Well, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't you remember that at the end? 
I didn't watch it. I'm not oh. going. I'm not going to though. I would have. Stopped he ends the movie with superpowers, basically. Of course. Yeah. So it's was bad, it like? Guys. Was it like prepped to be like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yes, that's what they were. They were. They were starting. They were trying to do a, a universal version of Marvel, where they had a universe. And so they were, had started production on all of these movies, and they cast them, and then they did this photo shoot, and then the Mummy came out, and everyone was like. So like I'm busy that day. Um, I can't. Um, I gotta. Bye. <laughs> oh my god! I just I don't know how true this is, but I was just looking it up because I ne- I didn't know this either. I saw them redo the the Mummy without Brendan Fraser, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. Yep, but that was Javier me too. Bardem was supposed to be Frankenstein. Oh right, that's right, that's right, that's right. And I feel like maybe Angelina Jolie was attached to Bride of Frankenstein too. Yeah. So it was they, were about to, it, they were about to drop the change then, huh? Crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, because everybody wants a universe now, right? Everybody wants a universe. That's where, it, like, it's prints money if you can actually nail it. That's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, that's how we're going to end up with Morbin Time 2. Other stuff <laughs> I watched is I've watched the first two, not three, but two episodes of Obi Wan. Has anybody else? I kind of have. I've seen all three. I've seen the first two. I haven't watched the third yet. Okay. I'm enjoying it. I know people have complaints about it, but I, I at some point I'm just like, you guys, it's a Star Wars project. It's not the Sistine fucking chapel. It's just turn your brain off and enjoy yourself. Like, calm I down. have zero complaints with it at all. Oh, Hayden okay. Christensen has a special place in my heart. Uh, I the, know. The prequels have a special place in my heart. And I like it. The one thing that I like, there's like questions I have with continuity and like timeline and stuff. That's whatever. One thing I didn't understand is I really liked the third sister. I liked how she was just like vicious and mean and nasty. I was just really digging it. And I was surprised to see people were like not liking that because I was, Mm -hmm. I was just down. Like I was down for it. Like I was enjoying the viciousness. I was very surprised to see that. I guess I was alone. In that sentiment, I mean, people really don't like her, but and you're not gonna like what I'm about to say. (laughs) She is Anakin, so if you don't like her and you like Anakin, maybe do some self reflection. Well, we don't know her backstory yet, but it does seem to be that she has. I mean, in terms of her performance and her attitude and her behavior, it's fucking Star Wars. Like that's what I expect. Like, like if Anakin had not gotten chopped in half in Mustafar, like this is this is his wow, vibe. Spoil, spoiler heavy episode. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I said I only spoil, don't spoil good movies. Wow, so. wow. <laughs> yeah, kidding. Rachel, you know what? You had the high ground on that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to be the one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I even just I get that joke. I, I, I just yeah. do not get it. Like I. I, I liked it. I, I thought she was cool, and I I, I I I still do, and I just don't get it. Me like, too. like again, I have talked before on different places that I am not a big fan of the Last Jedi, or really any of the sequel stuff, and I have issues with like character building. But as far as everything that's going on in this, and in particular with the third sister, mm-hmm. I fucking love her. I I I. I mean, she feels I'm... like second sister to me from. Like, fall in order yeah like one of my like so anakin's my favorite character but put him as like it's similar know. like it's similar to pokemon where like i put mewtwo aside right it's just not fair to say he's my favorite because he's everywhere but my two favorite characters with putting anakin aside are 
Ahsoka Tano. Correct. And Asajj Ventress. Pretty great character. Love like, her. I like I like powerful women, whether they're good or bad, and she is a fucking nasty, mean person, and I am just here for it. And I was just shocked. Like I I, I thought the I thought the performance was great. I thought the build up to the character was great, and I was just really surprised to see all the hate that was flowing for it. I did, I do not get it. I do not get it. And I and I'm someone I who's mean, very critical. I get of... it. And listen, a lot of people let just the hate flow through them. Okay, <laughs> right? The irony. I mean, that's the thing is, she's a Sith. She's doing what Siths do. Exactly. She's just she's literally like... me and Kotor, like just walking around killing every single fucking person who gets in your way because they were there. Like, I right. don't know. I don't get it. I, I liked her. I mean, I, I still like her. Do you think maybe some audiences have trouble with aspects of? The, oh yeah, uh, it's, it's one of my biggest issues her? because I have real complaints about the sequel trilogies and the way they make characters, right? Mm-hmm. But because of other people who do and say and act very fucking stupidly and sexist and racist or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's hard for me to have those conversations because it's like, oh, is he one of them? And it's no, it's not that. It's. <sighs> I like the third sister, and I'll defend her. I thought she's badass. High five. Third sister fans. Right yeah. here. Fan I, club starts here. I, I, I liked her before they. I even saw there was shit going on. I think I, mess, I think I messaged you, Justin. I messaged someone and said I thought the third sister was badass, and that was before. I think it might have been me. I think it was yeah. me, and I was so like, was you. Yeah, hell yeah, she is. Yeah, because yeah. she, she is. She's cool, and I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. People fucking suck. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, people do suck. That's right. I think that's the takeaway. All right, Justin, what have you been watching? I've been playing uh, y- Yakuza Seven. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, a, a Yakuza. A, 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 a Yakuza. <laughs> oh my god! A Yakuza RPG remix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's a, a Yakuza RPG. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed. It. It's super wacky, just like the other Yakuza games. But it's a turn based this time. I watched oh it's most of Obi Wan. I'm. You're watching with your son, and I am fucking jealous. I think that's awesome. Yeah, why wouldn't I? We literally for the last couple weeks, you get to watch. Leading up to it, we rewatched the entire, like all nine episodes, and rewatched the Mandalorian, all that other stuff. That's like what he likes to do. Kids got taste. Hell yeah, he does. Uh, I'm like four episodes into Stranger Things season four. I'm three episodes in. Yeah, it's is is and. Rachel Mars, are you guys into into what? I I haven't started uh, Stranger it Things. Yet. I haven't started it yet either. I like right now. Okay. I, I I have not had a lot of time to watch things I That's wanted fair. to watch. But if you would like to hear about the new Jeff Lewis series or Trixie Mo- Motel, I can tell you all about those things. <laughs> we'll we'll catch up when you've had time to, to <laughs> okay. watch Stranger Things. Uh, oh, and I had a random package showed up in my house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was, was rad. Even like more evil that stuff um, i was a little bummed because i thought it was gonna be video game themed candles and so i was prepared to see all those i'm a big candle guy but it was still very yeah cool. me too it was I still very me, cool we were trying to figure out what it was last night because i okay so i got this i got this like delivery notification that they tried to drop something off and nobody was here and it, but i had to pay a customs fee of 60 dollars damn so oh, we wow were like, man so we were like what the fuck is this like i didn't like we were t- going through like amazon and like the, the random shit at kickstart and stuff like that we were like nothing is supposed to be here like what the fuck is this i know you said you're like did you send me something yeah well, like, cause it, and the it, thing it, is is my memory's so bad i was like did i <laughs> <laughs> i well, said no but i was like i sat here for like five minutes like 
think that I sent something? Maybe. I would send something. But he is having a hard time. Did I send him a gift? <laughs> it gets weirder, too. So I, I called them this morning. I asked them what it was, and they said, oh, it's custom custom fees, but we can't tell you what it is because you have to have ID, blah, 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 blah. Okay, weird. Like, so but I went how would the... I even know it was there if it wasn't actually yeah, me? Exactly. And so I went, and they, like, you know, showed me the package. I, like, looked at it, and I was, like, looking at tags, and it was, like, some weird name that I've ever heard, I've never heard of, but the description on the box said female clothing. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> did Michelle just order something and not want to tell me? Like, I don't care. Like, whatever. So I said, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, I paid for it. Came home. And yeah, it's just like a bunch of more like Evil Dead stuff. So yeah, that's I awesome. I'm oh, just imagining uh, Michelle like bought something on the slide and then it shows up and there's an additional 60 bucks you have to pay. That would be the ultimate sneaky fail. <laughs> so the thing I didn't realize is it actually tells you the cost of everything on oh, that shit. box. And it was not cheap, I bet. It was not. Yeah. And either was. I, I, so I got curious. and I looked at the other box because I still have that. And it's uh-huh. also on there. <laughs> it's wild. Some of these press packets. Aren't they crazy? It was like over a thousand dollars. Over a thousand? Yeah. Okay, that's Holy really shit. wild. Well, fuck. Yeah. Like that collector's a edition. Thousand? Was six, that collector's edition was five ninety nine. Are you talking about American wow. money or are you talking about Canadian money? Uh, let me tell you. Give me one second. Wow. Coming for his currency now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the exchange rate burn. <laughs> <laughs> Mars, I have one of those chess ghosts that will not escape. It's like holding on. To, it does not want to go into the light. Oh, I hate those. Come on, Caroline, come into the like, light. <laughs> just let go. <laughs> yes, it's just like clinging to my sternum. You've done everything you were meant to do. Just yes. go. Yes, uh, be reunited with your Canadian. <laughs> okay, but still, that's got to be at least sixty bucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, the second box that showed up today is American, though. The first one said CAD. This one said USD. The one today was like three ninety four. I thought your money was loonies. Oh god, yeah. That is a thing, though, right? Loonies and toonies. Yeah, loonies and toonies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys got a fucking problem with my money now? Not at all. I was very delighted. Oh, um, they have the loonies and toonies. What's the history behind that? Just curious. Um, honestly, I don't remember because I know when I was in grade three, we didn't have a toonie. We had a t- we had just had like a two dollar bill. Did one of those run away? But the, the loonie is isn't the loonie because there's a, a a loon on it, like a loon yeah. bird. And so then yeah, I, I don't know. And then people just I don't <laughs> listen. Do you remember the last time I had actual money on me? Uh, I know, right? It's so weird to have cash. Like, I went somewhere. Um, actually, so it's my, my kid plays hockey, and the the hockey rink there only takes uh, cash for their concessions. And... Did anybody else hear the Canadian theme when you said my kid plays hockey in your head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, and I was like, I was so taken aback. I was like, oh my god, where do I even get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Cash. Is the Canadian yeah. theme the theme song of Trailer Park Boys? I don't know what that is because I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> Does the Trailer Park Boys have a theme? Yeah, it's like da 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 da. a piano song. I don't remember. It's good. Go back and rewatch it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's been years since I watched like yeah, literally sure all of it. Amazing. Yeah. 
it actually is pretty funny. Also, before I forget to add insult to injury, I am currently impregnated with a kidney stone that I've had for oh, two weeks. This has been going on so, like, when I told you I had an ex-boyfriend that had one, and he had symptoms for, like, yeah. one day, and the next day he was like, I can't move. I need you to come get me from work. And then that night, the grand event occurred. See, for me, so I was told it could be a week, one to four weeks. Uh-huh. I have yet to miss a day of work because of it. I mean, there's been days where huh, I probably shouldn't have worked. Um, oh, Justin. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, yeah, so it started with my kidneys, and now the pain is solely in my groin and my hip. So, so it's got to be getting close to the grand finale, right? Yes. And when they did an ultrasound, they said that it is tiny. <laughs> okay. That's Which great. Is good. Which means you're going to just like, it's going to come out. And I quote, I probably won't even notice when it passes. Okay. Which is All right. Weird for life. your sake, I hope that's true, Fred. Listen, I've never wanted my yeah urethral tube or whatever to be so big before in my life. Like I am just hoping that for some like I'm not into sounding and stuff like that. But you could be. Everybody you could sounding be. It. This Everybody... might awaken something. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you know what? I've made that joke too. No. Oh! <laughs> See, this is why we're friends. We'll see, I have a then... feeling. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I have this weird prediction. I just I got this gut feeling. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen tonight during the show. I God, I hope so. That would be amazing. You're gonna be like, I gotta take a break, and then you're gonna come back. We'll be like, wow, he's been gone a little while, and you're gonna come back, and we're just gonna hear. I I have never wanted anything to be so true before in my life. I just I don't know. I feel like tonight's the night. Although, oh, I also did have a finger up my butt. I don't know if I talked about that on here yet or not. But I mean, are they related or, or just? Yeah, my. Did I tell you about the story about my? You doctor? did, but it's funnier. You can uh, tell it again. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, my doctor. I went and got all my stuff checked out for my doctor, and she said, uh, "How do you feel about a rectal exam?" And I said, "Well, it's up to you. It depends on uh, the kind of day that you want to have." <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, and it was the kind of day where she wanted to stick her finger up somebody's butt. So. <laughs> Listen, people pay good money for that in the States, all right? You and your socialized medicine over there. I know. I got a finger up the butt for free. Like, come on. Right? I'll go back. Actually, How I'm, many people I'm can say that? Another appointment. Like, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling right down there. Maybe you want to go up there again, but, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it was uh, I immediately after I called my work and I said, listen, I just had a finger up my butt. I'm wet. From the lube, I'm going home to shower. <laughs> From the lube, quote unquote. <laughs> and then I just decided to stay home because I was uh, my butt was uncomfortable for the rest oh, of the day. Oh, you poor thing! You, both your back and front butt were having a hard time. I know, right? Oh, shame on me. Anyways, that's 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 it for me. I know that was a lot, but that's it for me. Yeah, well, I will <laughs> never turn down an opportunity to hear about medical distress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I get it. <laughs> Oh, bud. All right. Well, follow that, Mars. <laughs> oh, God. You had to throw in the kidney stone, didn't you? Yeah. Because well, now true. I have to follow the kidney stone. And and a finger up the butt. And <laughs> for medical reasons. For, for medical reasons. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Free butt fingies. Follow that. <laughs> I have not had a kidney stone, so. Is it, sorry to interrupt, sorry, is it is it weird that I, like, so I was I was texting Michelle as this, as it was happening. I was like, man, I really hope this doesn't awaken something weird in me. <laughs> no, honestly, you're a good sport. You know what I mean? That's what it says to me that you could have 
an unhappy penis and a finger up your butt and still be making jokes. That's a sign of character as far as I'm oh, concerned. Well, yeah. And then we joked about it all night. And then at one point I was like, okay, now we need to stop joking because my butt is very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I love Michelle. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Mars. Larry's so quiet. I have nothing to add. It's feel bad at <laughs> dealing with this. But what are you thinking of what I was thinking of is what I want to know. I am excited for Justin to watch the boys, if that is what you're asking. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Mars, what have you been watching? Well, I started a new horror book called uh, The Children of Red Peak. It's Ooh. another one that Hurley gave me for Christmas, but that I only received like a month ago, maybe because you know the way life works yeah. lately yeah. so i i just started a couple of weeks ago and maybe a quarter of the way through and i'm already really into it but it's about these five characters that as children were raised in a cult and then something happens and they're the only survivors and so it takes place with them as adults and one of the five commits suicide and she's the one that they thought was the most well healed and the most, you know, well adjusted to the childhood trauma. And so they all meet up at the funeral and then they decide that they need to go back because they've all kind of repressed the memories. So they all have weird PTSD moments, but they're not sure why. And some of them have these strange memories of things that don't make any logical sense. And so they decide to go back to Red Peak to find out what happened. And I'm I am. Very anti-spoiler, so I barely will even read the back of a book if someone mm -hmm. gives me a book to read. I'll just go into it. So I don't know, but I'm very excited. It's really good so far. It's written by Craig DeLouis, and I'm enjoying that a lot right now. Awesome. I have a. I'm started a book that I'm going to recommend to you that's pretty good so far. It's called Plain Bad Heroines. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. It's it's interesting. I'm. I won't go into it now. I'll save it for the next time we're all together because I'll be done by then. But I think as I'm reading it, I'm like, I need to tell Mars about this. For one oh. thing, one of the great antagonists is Yellow Jackets. So. Oh. I relate to that. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> That's in my two-read pile. I think, I mean, for what I've read of it so far, I'm like, I don't know, a third of the way through it. I think you'll like it. It's really okay. well written. It's told in different time periods about different groups of queer women and then this one book that connects them and then there's some supernatural spookiness okay yeah no that I'm is into preceded that. You're gonna have to by me. yellow jackets where you're not expecting yellow jackets and i'm not talking about oh the and that's the worst kind of yellow jacket it really is the worst kind of yellow jacket. a lot of people getting stung putting their arms in sleeves things like that you know? <sighs> yeah <laughs> all right any of anything else you've been watching or reading or any of that good stuff that I everything else got wiped from my mind the instant Justin started telling my kidney stones and butt fingers. So that's all I got. Listen, <laughs> the stone has yet to come out of my penis. Okay, tonight so. is the night. Tonight is kidney stone. This is me talking directly to you. Get the fuck I, out. I'm I am not going to put my junk against my microphone. I'm sorry. I have to <laughs> seek and do it for the rest of the night. <laughs> I mean, I feel like your body is like it's a holistic thing right if i say yeah. it to your ears they'll pass on the word hey let me it... just like do hands down to my junk so it understands <laughs> feel the thing. energy yeah. tonight is the night i just have a feeling like just like kind of jostle around have you heard if you have a kidney stone you should go on a roller coaster um no but uh i guess we're gonna talk about this now okay uh, oh is it like a centrifugal force thing? yes it causes oh people to pass kidney stones if you go on a roller coaster 
Interesting. I I have heard about the uh, the people who uh, make kidney stones get out uh, by ejaculating. Yeah. yeah. Weren't you afraid? Oh, that we talked it, about that already, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, you were concerned it might cause a, a blockage. A blockage. Yes. Uh, which do then not you have want to go blockage. get it flayed open. Which no, thank you. Whoa! I, uh, Although now we know that it hit him just a little guy. So He's just a be little a... bitty guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, does Randy need to come in here and talk baby with me? Again? No, 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 no. I'm sorry I started it. Make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> are you going to keep it? Like, are you going to put it in a jar? So, um... I feel like you've earned it if you want to keep it. So there's, so there's two things. One, if I find it, like if I see it, well, A, I don't really want to stick my hand in the toilet bowl full of pee. And like, possibly blood um, i mean but if it was inside your body who cares right it's your pee and your blood yeah i guess i could and just your wash. kidney stone i guess i could just wash my arm after. i mean if a, oh if a like God. a gold doubloon shot out of your penis would you not reach into the toilet and grab it yeah but that's worth something <laughs> well this one is a lot of pain yeah. and suffering um, and you made it yourself I put have, it in a little vial and wear it around. Well, your neck. so I have talked to some people, and multiple people have uh, expressed interest into turning it into a D twenty for Dungeons and Dragons for me. <gasps> oh my god, is Tuck gonna make you a D twenty with your kidney stone uh, in yeah, it? Yeah, I have been talking to her and Eric a bit. <laughs> um, oh my god, I wouldn't be surprised if if Eric already has that as a side hustle. That feels very on brand for him. So we'll probably move forward and get into these air movie films. But before we do that. Mars, what is our spoiler policy on the stream queens? So, despite the fact that you and I are both fan- and very anti-spoiler, we are going to yes. spoil. We spoil everything we talk about on the show. So we're going to talk about both movies, beginning to end, everything in everything in between. So if you haven't seen them and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch them now. Or like, you know. I don't. Or don't. You know? <laughs> it's funny because as you're like, oh, we're going to spoil everything. I was like, hmm. Man, is there anything to spoil in these movies? I feel like there is. I think there definitely is. It's just not the things you think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's take a quick break, and we're going to get into Hellraiser 4 Bloodline. I'm back, and I did not pass. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, I want it to happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? Part of me was like, oh, I should take a picture of it happens, but nobody needs to see that. I will like no, you it off and stuff. Definitely before. should take a picture when it happens. I think what we are all you need talking to see about. It. Do like, you realize that we're all like emotionally invested in this now? I yes. Know. And also, this has been years of friendship building towards this moment, breaking down barriers. So, is it like literally? Like a physical manifestation of yeah. friendship. Yes. You're passing a friendship stone, not a kidney stone, a friendship stone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then you're going to turn it into a D20 and keep it forever. And yeah. every time you roll that die, you'll be like, this is my friendship. Yeah. New friends are silver and the old one's gold. And we're fucking kidney stone. <laughs> like- <laughs> 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 All right. Speaking of kidney stones, let's get into this movie. What do you guys say? Let's do it. All right. So I have the background for this one. Hellraiser Bloodline is the fourth film in the Hellraiser series. It was directed by Kevin Yeager, who uh, this was his first and only time directing a feature. Prior to this, he had directed two episodes of Tales from the Crypt. For those of you who are familiar with that show, he did Strung Along and Lower Birth. It has been a long time, but I used to love sneaking 
up late at night and watching that. Yeah, I just just did an episode of Dads of the Crypt. I saw Dads that. Of the Crypt this week, and we did Beauty Rust. It was it was interesting. It was an interesting. I episode. was afraid of the Crypt Keeper for a long time. Really, I I didn't grow up without cable, so for me, like you, it was definitely like a sneaky treat yep. when I was at a friend's house who yep. had HBO. So I've only seen a handful of episodes here and there, but the one that I remember was Cutting Cards. Do you remember that one with Lance Hen- Henriksen about the two gamblers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you say that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, that was good. So I rewatched it because in case they asked me about it. Uh-huh. And can I tell you that thing holds up? It's so tense. Have, have you guys seen that episode of Tales from the Crypt? No. No. Oh, okay. If you guys have HBO Max, I think all of it is on there. You should watch. It's the first season. It's called Cutting Cards, and it's Lance Henriksen and this other actor whose name I can't remember. And they're two high roller gamblers that hate each other. And so they decide to play a game of Russian roulette, and then they play a game of chop poker. It's great. <laughs> anyway. I, to be honest with you, Tales from the Crypt is like Hellraiser for me, where I'm familiar with the cultural aspects uh-huh. of it, but I've never actually seen it's, it. it's very such an decent. anthology fan. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's like Are You Afraid of the Dark, but for adults. It's pretty oh, gory. I, I did love Are You Afraid of the Dark. I think you'd like it. I think I should check it out. All right, sorry. So he directed those two episodes, though he's also uncredited for this film, <laughs> which we'll get into in a little bit. But he's primarily actually known for his work in makeup. He created the, the Freddy Krueger for Elm Street 2. Okay. He also created Chucky. He did effects on Starship Troopers, Mission Impossible 2, which is so weird that we ended up talking about this with you tonight. And wait for it, Larry, face off. Well, okay. Yeah. So Clive Barker actually returned for this one. Wow, really? Yeah, he returned as an executive producer because he wanted to give a fresh sort of start to the franchise after after the third film, which kind of, I think we all agreed, kind of went off the rails. So... The original premise of this film was that it was going to be this shape-changing structure used to trap Pinhead and was inspired by the ending of Hellraiser 3 where there was that building that looked like the Lament configuration. And the original plan was for this to be three movies, not just one, with each of them focused on a different generation of the Marchand family member, right? So Barker pitched this idea to Miramax, which is very weird every time we see Harvey's name on there. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Who greenlit it without even looking at an outline. And then the writer, Peter Atkins, who had written some of the previous stuff, came in and suggested combining them. So I've, I've, I have a question. Is that kind of the philosophy they took going forward with this franchise, too? Just greenlighting it without looking at it? Or... I mean, <laughs> uh, I have a, there's backstory for Inferno as well. <laughs> okay, so Jaeger was actually not the first choice for director. Originally, they reached out to Stuart Gordon who was initially interested but eventually backed out because the original plans for more special effects and a confrontation between Pinhead and Angelique had been cut, had to be cut for budgetary reasons. So he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I don't want to do this. So they brought Jaeger in because he had just finished those Tales from the Crypt episodes and he had done them on time, under budget. You know, they're like, this is the guy for us, right? He knows how to stretch a dollar. So they brought him in and it, his first thought was like, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to do a retread of the previous films. But then Barker sat down with him and explained his vision for the film. And he was like, okay, screw it. I'm in. Let's do this. So he made the film. But I think you'll be shocked to hear that there was some, a troubled history, let's just say, for the production of this film. The shoot itself was plagued with all kinds of problems. Lots of people got sick. And 
both the camera crew and the makeup department were dismissed in the first week of production. Did did it say what they got sick with? No, they didn't say. Mm-mm, just like shame. shame. I know. Yeah, shame. <laughs> they got yeah. sick with shame. <laughs> All right. So somehow the film did get made on time. Uh, within the budget, but the original cut was very, very long. It was 110 minutes long. So, yeah. So, Miramax was like, nope, this is not going to work. They started demanding changes, including making Pinhead more central to the film and bringing him in earlier in the film. And Jaeger was not happy with these changes, and so he left the production. So, Miramax brought in a second director, Joe Chappelle, to finish the film. Now, Chappelle, he has a very storied career in tv he did the wire twilight zone various versions of csi Mm. and a little movie wait for it larry the curse of michael myers oh okay okay a lot of things are becoming clear (laughs) so Chappelle finished the film and he shot a bunch of new scenes including that ultimately kind of changed relationships between the various characters and introduced Pinhead sooner and gave the film a happy ending, which it didn't initially have. And Jaeger was not happy with these changes. He felt that they had strayed so far from his original vision that he demanded his name be removed from it. Which Is, is that why, why he was Alan he, Smithy? That is why he went for the Alan Smithy credit, you know, the anonymous credit. Chappelle is also not credited on this. All right, so the film was released theatrically in 1996, making it the first and only entry in the Hellraiser franchise to receive a theatrical release. It grossed $9 million, so not great. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's what we got for the background on this movie. Interesting? Not interesting? You tell me. It definitely makes it uh, make more sense, and I'm not surprised that they took the name off it. If I worked on this, I would also like my name to be stricken from the record. So that's kind of where I... So I kind of did not hide the ball. I did not like Inferno at all. This one, it makes... Wait, wait, Larry. Let's do the second synopsis. Let's do the synopsis, and then we'll, then you can go first. Okay. That's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the summary of this movie is... Um, again, I didn't prepare for this. Do you want me to start? Wait, hold on. Let me start. Oh, you're, you're timing me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, it's a 60-second synopsis. <sighs> you started this, my friend. Hoist it on your own petard. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two... One, go. Movie's going to hop around three different timelines. Basically, we have the toy maker. The toy maker has created the original puzzle box. And then um, Ben Wyatt is one of the people who uses the first puzzle box, brings up the <laughs> demon. <laughs> uh, they live for a long time. The the progeny of the puzzle, the original puzzle box maker is back. Uh, Angelique kills Ben Wyatt. Angelique goes and stalks him down, brings in Pinhead for some unknown reason. And they end up killing uh, that version of the toy maker Go back to the present, which was actually where we started the movie on the spaceship. And the current toy maker has built this giant space array to trap uh, Pinhead and the Cenobites and Angelique, who was taken over by Pinhead at some point, which I don't know when that happened. Um, and basically, he traps him inside of it, uses the power of light to destroy it. And then him and this girl named Ripper, Rimmer, uh, go back to Earth. Rimmer. And apparently, Pinhead and the Cenobites and everything is all gone forever. All right, you did it. 53 seconds. Woo! Good. Very nice. All right, now, Larry, I know you're chomping at the bit to say all the things you love about this movie. Go for it. So the biggest thing I want to say is, is I know when we reviewed the first movie, we talked about, like, in the background, um, and then in the second, too, that Clyde Barker's original intent was to make uh, What's-Her-Face the main bad Julia. guy. That there was no intention of having Pinhead be whatever, right? Being 
because his name wasn't even Pinhead, right? It was uh, the Hell priest, Hell Priest, yeah. So there was no intention of even having him as the main bad guy overall. So this one, to me, felt like they were trying to do it, and then it felt like Pinhead got ham-fisted in. And obviously, that's what happened, right? Like, we learned that. We learned that the studio didn't like it, the studio tried to force it in, and that is the reason why we ended up getting Pinhead coming in and kind of stepping on Angelique's role. The space stuff, it's cheesy, it's whatever. Making a giant lament configuration out of a satellite is something that happened it, i guess i guess to me more it's like i think what they tried to do by correcting the wrong that barker felt happened in regards to what's her name rachel i cannot remember her name julia julia and how julia was originally intended right to be our big bad i don't know that is a part of it that I do like. I do like that they tried to fix it, but it's never a good sign when a franchise goes to space. That's just always just the <laughs> red flag. The you. minute the minute you go to space, you're like, "Oops, they gave up." Oh no! But I don't know. I mean, I think going through the whole history of where the puzzle box came from and the different generations that led to the spaceship is an idea. I guess. I don't know. Here's the thing. Is that like watching this one, I was like, oh, this went off the rails. Not having seen the fifth one yet <laughs> and realizing just how off the rails this was about to go. But I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I think production value was higher than I was expecting, to be completely honest. But I don't know. I like I really I d it was one of those things where it's like <laughs> I watched it and then it ended and I was like, and now I have seen that. OK, <laughs> how about you, Justin? What did you think? So it's, so it's kind of hard for me because I have unfortunately seen the majority of all the Hellraiser movies. I, I, I did not watch the one uh, where Doug Bradley was not in it anymore because I thought that to be uh, too, too much of a departure for me. Like a man with standards. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I also think I've seen a, another franchise uh, in the horror genre go to space. And, and that film was a lot more fun than this, uh, being Jason X. That has that just a fun. kill in it that I will never forget. That has two kills in it that I'll never forget. Uh, the yeah. Sleeping Bag. And the girl in Liquid Nitrogen. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's brutal, but it's it's at that point they are they know what they are and they're having fun with it. I just I feel like half like okay the movie starts in space and then it's kind of like they forgot and then we get like an hour in the middle there where they don't touch upon it until like the very end. Backstory. Yeah, and but it does feel a little bit like oh that's right we we're in space yeah we should, and, and we then gotta it was get like, back to that oh we're in space and we only have 20 minutes left okay let's just wrap it up <laughs> yeah. let's wrap it up come on guys we're running out of time here and i don't know i just I, i'm not a huge fan <laughs> so i don't know but i also know that uh this is also kind of goes for a warning this is the best one we're going to watch for a very long time <laughs> oh no well, and that's the thing uh, out of like, what we have left yeah because like obviously we're going to talk about inferno here in a second but like, for me like I feel like I can still feel the thread of what we were trying to do in the original. Like, maybe that's just, like, really wishful or hopeful thinking no, in my part. I, I can, 
I, I, I do definitely see that, but I think you also, this is where they, it is like hard cut to, yes, they are trying to, but I don't think the right people are involved to that care enough. Yeah. Guys, I like this movie. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought this movie was kind. I mean, I recognize that it is not a quote unquote good movie, but I was very entertained by this movie. I was impressed. They w- they went all the way. They're like, we're taking this to space. And and I do think that there is an interesting kind of I like the idea of shifting away from the retread and instead exploring this sort of cursed lineage and like what it means to have made this box. It's legendary, right? It's created all of this havoc in these previous movies, but like, what does it mean to be the person that brought this into the world? I don't know. I just think if you're going to go crazy with one of these franchises and have too many sequels, Go nuts. And this one definitely does. The worst to me is when you're watching something that's bad and boring. This is not great in terms of quality of the film, but I found it to be very entertaining. I was never bored. I was never bored. It was, it's just wild. Everything to the like bad wig that shows up halfway through. So, you know, there were reshoots. I don't know. I was, I was very into this movie. I liked the, that it kind of also tonally felt like it fit the best with the first film. We got so wacky with the third one that it, we were getting into very deep 90s territory. This one kind of went back to that sort of almost, not slimy, but like kind of, uh, I mean, like because we have sort of this almost Marquis de Sade type character at the beginning, I'm like, okay, we're getting into like a little bit more seedy vibe, which I like about the first movie quite a bit. So tonally, this one... I thought was correct, even though I can see the scenes. Also, I was delighted to see Ben Wyatt show up as a fetus in this movie mm-hmm. with his terrible wig. I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I I do agree with you. It does feel like it matches tonally better than some things. But, uh, but also kind of what got me about this one is, uh, and maybe I'm not really remembering the third one very clearly or something but i feel like up until this one there'd always been that question of what the cenobites truly are and where they come from because you know in the first movie they talk about how they're interdimensional beings who are traveling all the universes looking for you know people to play with and then this one is finally like nope they're hell demons they're from hell yeah even in the first one the cenobites call themselves interdimensional beings and then in this one they're like nope we demons so i that was one of the things that kind of stuck out to me was like, oh, so we're just making a decision then that that it's no longer a question. Because that's kind of what I liked about the presentation of the Cenobites in the first one was that you don't really know what they are. Yeah, there's none of him in his military garb. I don't need that bullshit. Yeah. 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 Don't humanize him for me. Thank you. Right. And it made them more ominous and more disturbing and more like I have no idea what their motives are because... We don't know where they come from or even if they have motives or if they're just, you know, walking around doing whatever they feel like doing. And then this one was like, nope, they're demons and this is a hellgate. And I don't know. I kind of liked it when it was ambiguous, mm-hmm. I guess, which is what I didn't like about the third one as well, because it was like, no, these are all people. Yeah. What, you know, then we got it. So I don't know. But I do agree that tonally it does match a little bit better than some things. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> 
we have this whole thing that Jody and I talk about all the time about Alien 3. She feel and I differ a little bit on this fact that she is okay with it being canon. I don't like it in canon. But we both agree as a standalone movie, it's really interesting. If it was just a new sci-fi film and Ripley was not Ripley and Newt was not Newt and, you know, Bishop wasn't Bishop and it was just this standalone movie, it'd be a really cool, really dark sci-fi film. And I kind of feel a little bit like this, this, we're, and this, well, that's probably something I'll say a little bit in the next one. Sorry. I feel like we've almost reached this place where we're just greenlighting fanfic and I'm like, okay, this is an interesting experiment. If I can disconnect it from the overall franchise, how do I, how does that change my feelings about this movie? And I was wondering with that parameter, if now this is not a Hellraiser movie, this is just a sci-fi movie about a guy who made a cursed box and he summoned a demon and this demon has haunted his family line forever. And now it's like in the future and he's finally found a way to defeat it. Does that change it for you at all? No. I really like the original, right? Mm-hmm. I was really taken aback by how much I liked the original. Um, it, well, it awoke something in him, that's why. <laughs> and even though I can see... Like I said, I, I can see things that Clive Barker maybe was trying to do. I can see the studio involvement in fucking with things. Similar to what Mars said earlier, I feel like we have lost what made the original so great. And with the right, but that's what I'm asking. If this is not connected to the original and it's its own standalone thing, oh, I would hate it. I would turn it off. It's like a crappy TBS movie. Okay, but I, I, yeah, that, that's my own thought. It's like because like it, it's not it doesn't have a good narrative. It's it's weird. It doesn't do the work it would need to do for me to buy into the time travel, time hopping stuff. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. The, the, the fact that we do have the pinhead, and I, I do like Angelique, the fact that we have that does kind of keep me hooked, but beyond that, I... Kind of like Derelict now, but I'm thinking about it a lot. What? It's like what? Derelict. Like Zoolander. Oh. <laughs> Derelict, I mean, I... okay. Come on. I think... Angelique is kind of like the course correction for Julia, right? We lost Julia, but it could introduce this new sort of big bad that is sort of is like another sort of like Julia was the queen of hell in in the second one. This she appears to be some sort of they keep calling her princess. Yeah. And so I think there was some degree because originally they wanted to do and I'll get into the background this background for the next one, but there was kind of ideas of where this this version of the franchise would go next. And I think maybe we were going to have a new Julia in Angelique. Hmm. 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 Did you at least like the designs of the new Cenobites? I like the death of them. Yes. Uh-huh. That you like, sorry, the what of them? When the twins, the twins got pulled together. Yes. I think they are much better here than they were in three. Were they um, in three? I remember. Uh, CD had Discman. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant this uh, one. Yes. The Voyeur guy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, these Cenobites, these ones are better than three, yeah. for sure. The twi- I liked the design of the twins. Me I too. Agree. And seeing them get formed was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was different. We've never seen anything quite like that. You know, we're used to seeing the hooks. I had not seen the Iron Maiden face thing and then the little twisty twist. I also really loved the design of Angelique as a Cenobite. It went back to that place of very high kink body mod. Well, my problem with that is, like, if she's the princess of hell and she has to answer and and succumb to Pinhead's, like, 
whims whims or whatever and like have to change his body type to like make him happy like how high on the ranking is he well i know she was kind of based off of a nun so i think maybe there's a hell priest nun thing happening here okay yeah no i think that's a valid question I really like the design, though. Did you like the design, at least? Yes. The yes. exposed yes. skull. Yep. Like I said, it mm-hmm. got that aesthetic right. I also liked the stupid chatterer dog. It was like Resident Evil does Hellraiser. Yes. I actually kind of liked it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be very clear. I did not hate this. I can definitely see studio involvement. I can see, like, the callback, right, to trying to bring it back into uh, the original vision. It's just the space stuff is just... Like, I really, and I liked Angelique, and you could tell that they forced Pinhead into it, and that was annoying. Yeah, that's fair. All right. All right, team haters. Let's move on to <laughs> oh, Hellraiser <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Hellraiser 5. This is obviously the fifth entry in the franchise. It was directed by Scott Derrickson, which is kind of a twist. You guys know who Scott Derrickson is? Not off the top no. of my head. Right. No. Well, he has gone on to be quite a um, influential modern horror director. He made Christie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, oh. Sinister, oh. Sinister, Sinister Two, yeah. and his oh, upcoming shit. film, The Black uh, Phone, is coming this summer. That he, I have no idea what that's about, but I keep seeing uh, movie posters for it. It looks good. He also directed the first Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this film actually started off as a completely different film. Clive Barker was uh, during an AOL online appearance because it was 1996. Following the release of Bloodline, said that they had plans for a fifth film. It was written again by Peter Atkins, and it was going to be called Hellraiser Hellfire, and it would see the return of uh, Kirsty Cotton. Oh, okay, she would be facing off against a cult. That is, wants to unleash Leviathan and the Cenobites into the real world with a climax involving a large lament configuration enclosing all of London. However, as you can imagine, the budget was too big and Miramax sucks. Um, so they decided to shift gears. Barker was briefly in negotiation to continue to work on the project, but they had a huge falling out over creative differences and he was axed in fact he was apparently banned from being involved with the, the any like having any involvement with this film banned yeah yep so instead they opted to go for this script that had been written by paul harris boardman and scott derrickson it was a film that was already written and they said you know what we could do we could take that script we could add a little limit configuration here and a pinhead there. We'll call it the engineer and bam, we got us a Hellraiser movie. That makes a ton of sense. Yep. Oh, man. Knowing that. Yep. It, yep. Yep. They should have been ahead of the game and just called this like CSI Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. They added those things. And after the fact, they decided originally Derek Erickson was just going to shoot a sequence in the film. But then they were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's have him direct the whole thing. So he was brought on direct and it was released direct to video on October mm-hmm. 3rd, 2000. Not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah. All of that tracks. Okay. Well, Larry, you've got, I'm getting 60 seconds on the board. Oh, Tell me damn, when you're ready. Do it again. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Three. 
two, one, let's jam. We're introduced to a dirty cop. The dirty cop decides to go around and start being a douchebag. He's playing chess. He's I think he's cheating. I can't really tell, but whatever. Uh, he has a nice wife and a daughter. And he kisses his daughter very weirdly, like a Spider-Man kiss over top of the head. Then he goes off and has sex with a hooker. <laughs> uh, after he has sex with the hooker, he sex plays worker. with the lament configuration. He leaves. Everything's fine. Uh, but that's after these two chicks from Silent Hill like put their hands inside of his chest and like feel up his intestines and stuff, and he is fine. After that, he goes back, and everybody around him starts getting killed, including the hooker, his cop best friend, his snitch informant, his wife, his daughter, his parents. Everybody starts dying, and then it didn't happen, but it did happen. His therapist is Pinhead. Uh, Pinhead tells him he's living a Groundhog Day situation, where basically he's just constantly living this constant hell, and he's always going to be stuck in it forever. Uh, scene. All right, forty-eight seconds, dude. <laughs> crushed it. I am sorry Absolutely that I was not prepared. I, 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 I will do better next time. No worries. Okay. Well, I mean, you got it under the sixty seconds, you know. So. And I think I hit yeah, the major plot beats. You did. You I, did. Think I think you even added some in there that really did not be in there. <laughs> I mean, there was no cowboy showdown, which I was a little disappointed by, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. I watched that movie fucking today and I forgot that happened. <laughs> oh I will never forget that happened. That movie. Oh my god. Okay, who wants to go first? I will. I okay. Justin, no. I I implore you. No, whoa. All right, who's going Justin first? Justin is. All oh, right, this Justin. movie's dog shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just I don't it like nothing for it works for me uh, again you can tell like you had mentioned that they just kind of slapped some pithead in there and called it a day I don't even think this would be a good movie without the pinhead like I don't want to know what it was before because I don't think it would be interesting either way I didn't like anything about this movie okay. all right how about you Mars what did you think of this I like I spent the whole time watching this movie just like just completely confused not because I couldn't follow the plot but because I was like the how the fuck at at one point it was the cowboy the like the ninja cowboy fight where I was sitting there and I was watching it and I had been watching it right like I'd been watching the whole movie up until this point and then I realized like what the fuck holy is shit happening? I don't actually know how we got here like what I it, it just this whole movie was just so weird and not in the events but just it felt like okay sorry i might be get i might be on my oh i'm only on my second white claw i can't even like blame it on that right now. <laughs> but it felt like you know when you hear little kids playing make-believe games yeah. and they're sort of like yeah but then i have wings so then i can fly over the mountain but then you might have a laser and then i have a tank though and it's a flying tank and then i'm gonna go <laughs> under the water and then actually i'm friends with all of the whales so then all of the whales are gonna you know and it's just like they're just <laughs> that's what this movie felt like where they're like okay so he's like a dirty cop but also it's like a noir movie and also he's cheating on his wife but also he loves his wife but also he's gonna frame his partner for no reason but also he's got this like buddy who's a junkie who runs an ice cream an ice cream truck but then also there's like ninja cowboys but then also there's like this really stoic cowboy but then also there's a cenobite who's just sort of floating around in the background every once in a while but also there's children's fingers and then also you know that's what this movie <laughs> felt like and and then at one point i was like holy shit it's been like an hour since we even saw a cenobite yeah is this even still a hellraiser movie i feel like we're just what what the, and then and it felt like the people who made this movie also made that realization they're like oh shit throw a cinnabite in there like they also forgot they were making a hellraiser movie 
And then when you get to the end and it's like, oh, but then also for some reason we're going to touch on his childhood trauma, but also there's no childhood trauma because he got brownies and had loving parents, but also for some reason this is really upsetting for him. And then also the house is going to fall apart and then also his parents are old and then they're young and then they're old and then they're young and then they're also like monsters. And then also, like, <laughs> and it just like, who is this really? <laughs> And I got to the end where I was like, oh, my God, how long are we going to wander through the earthquake house? We get it. And then also there's knives that are crosses, but then also the therapist is suddenly pinhead. But then also it's also a Groundhog's Day. But then also and it just like it was a mess, dude. You know, what's funny is I was, so I was watching this today on my lunch break oh my and, I, and I was watching it. I was like, man, I'm really fucking bored. I feel like I've been watching this movie for like an hour. I looked down and it was like three minutes. <laughs> oh no. I, that's I like, the worst. And I, I honestly, like I was okay at work. And I started watching this. I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. Why am I so tired? Have oh, I been watching no, this for that it's long? Right. It's like an energy vampire movie. Oh my God. It is the Colin Robinson of movies. So, like, full disclosure, I, I was running short on time, so I watched this at double speed, and I'm thinking it might have influenced my feelings about this movie. I feel like I Because it was a 45-minute movie for me. It was... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. See, though, God. I think... I'm so jealous of well, you I, cause right I, I mean, Well, I needed to do the research. I was like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to watch this at double speed. And so I got to tell jealous. you, most movies are better at two speed. I, that's the what I've come away from this. Because I didn't have time to get annoyed with this movie. The plot points were just flying at me. <laughs> yeah, see, I think part of it's the long. experience that really makes this is having to sit through it in real time. Yeah, it's an hour and 40 minutes. It's too long. All right, sorry. Larry, your turn. What did you think of this movie? Go in. So I didn't... I don't think I hated it as much as Justin. I think Mars brought up a lot of good points. I think for me, mm-hmm. it's... I am not opposed to a dirty cop drama. Uh, I mean, I, I love Training Day, The Departed. Like, like there, it's actually some like my favorite kind of movies or that kind of thing. Wh- whoever this actor is who's playing our main character, Craig Sheffer, who was also in Justin's favorite film of all time. Can you name it? Do you recognize him, Justin? What was his name again, sir? Craig Sheffer. But we just watched something with him in it that you loved. Like, actually loved her, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? He actually kind of reminds me of the guy from The League. He was the lead character in Nightbreed. <laughs> mm, that's why I didn't remember him. So, so yeah, it's just... Oh, God. I hated him. I hated him from Jump. I did not like him from Jump. And I feel like the movie asks is asking you to kind of, like, sympathize with him at times. Interesting. And I just can't get there at all. I, I It's okay. He cheats on her because he cares so much about her. I hate him so much. Um, and then I wish Dexter's dad had just stayed as like Dexter's dad and didn't turn into Pinhead because I, I, I love that actor. I always forget his name, but like I thought, I mean, I think he's a better actor than Doug Bradley. Sorry for our Hellraiser stands out there, but that's my own personal thought. I don't know. It is. I feel like the story they were trying to tell could be interesting. Like, I feel like it's a Silent Hill movie. Like, I feel like it's telling a Silent Hill kind of story. They just did a really fucking shitty job with it. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like in better acting and better 
maybe better like writing of some of the scenes and better like just everything else. I think it could be good. Like I think this could be like I said, I got a lot of Silent Hill vibes from it, but the execution, what we actually got, it was dog shit. It, it, I agree with Justin on that. It was just it was just not good. And it's a very big bummer because my apprehension about even diving into the Hellraiser franchise was always like blood, sex, and gore. And this one is like none of that. It's it's boring, it's long, it's bad acting, it's just nothing. And like I said, the biggest bummer for me is like at least with four, I could kind of see the thread. I could I could see like if I was like going down in the ocean and I was losing light, I could feel still feel grip where I was coming from. This one I'm just floating out in the dark in the mist. Like what I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I just Wow, you know, it's bad if you can compare a movie to drowning in the ocean and that being preferable <laughs> to this movie. <laughs> I and like I said, like I, I I don't go into movies wanting to hate them. Like, I think it's more fun. Cause like when you don't like a movie, like it's, it's, not, it's not a lot to say. It's just like, I did not like it. I did not have fun. I will never watch this again. And it's a bummer because like we, we've done movies, like we've done Tammy and the T-Rex. That's a bad movie, but there's things to like write home How about. How dare you, sir. <laughs> but there, there, there's, there's things to write home about with that. Um, and then we've done B movies, like Justin, like I introduced you. Like the B movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I, I introduced Don't, you the fever to, dream uh, movie. to a constant outer space. Like that is a B movie that I love. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I think it's a, a very fun thing. So it's not even the fact that it's directed VHS. It's just, a, this is a shitty movie. This is a shitty movie with shitty acting. The best person is, is, is the cop friend. And that's only because I recognize that guy from, uh, the replacements. Not replacements. Uh, what's the one with Keanu, with Adam Sandler? Thank longest you, the yard. longest yard. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just I just don't understand how we got so adrift. Yeah, that was that was the thing about watching four, where I was like, wow, we're really, we're really just going off the rails now, aren't we? But then I watched five, and I was like, oh, now. We're going off the rails. <laughs> the only, like, connective thread I could really pull from it is that leading up to this, we, well, maybe not so much in four, but in the first three, we get the story from the Cenobites that they find people who open the puzzle box, and that's all we know. And then we just see parts of them later. But the Cenobites kind of allude to how these people are now in their, you know, dimension or whatever, or as it's now been established, hell. And... They're there being torn apart over and over yeah. again or whatever. We don't really know exactly what happens to a person. And, like, is Pinhead the a therapist now? Them. Like, is, is it his job to, like, try to, like, make people is see Pinhead the error of their ways? Therapist. Like, what the, like, what are we doing? I'm just imagining his hell office with his, like, therapy degrees. Yeah, and, like, now, like all right, like, well, you, I'm you a get professional. to out of here because you finally understood the errors of your ways. Good luck. That's what I was saying. That's why I feel like a Silent Hill kind oh, of thing. See, I don't think you ever get out. It was just, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. That's the only connected thread I could really find was that we're now seeing the other side of it. We're seeing what happens to a person who opens the puzzle box and gets caught by the Cenobites. Mm -hmm. Does that save this movie for me? No. Not, no. But, I mean, I can kind of see how it fits in a little bit, and it's a different side of the hellraiser story mm -hmm. but it's still just 
a mishmash of nonsense. I'm in no way going to defend this movie because I agree that it is not a good movie. I mean, I definitely don't have a lot of resentment towards it because I did have such a brief, you know, engagement with it at 45 minutes, which is, Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, the way to do it. But I do think there's some interesting things, even if it doesn't totally work. I've reached a point as my Hellraiser like fandom i i have now officially divorced these from the franchise for me the first two stand on their own the third one's kind of interesting and fun but everything after that it almost feels like like i said fan fiction put to film or thought experiments put to film and there's something interesting about turning this into a noir and and exploring a different kind of suffering it's all about exquisite suffering and up until this point, we've only ever seen physical suffering. And this movie depicts emotional and psychological suffering. And it's just as, quote unquote, exquisite. And that's an interesting idea. Do I think that they totally execute on it? No. But there's something, there's a grain of something interesting there. I also think the thing that for me, for you guys was a bug, but was a feature for me was hating the cop. Because one of the things I don't like about crooked cop movies is because we treat them like antiheroes and not like the fucking monster garbage trash people they are and it infuriates me to be asked to like them so in this case he's a piece of shit and he deserves everything he gets and that for me is very cathartic i enjoy his suffering i wish they had leaned more into the weirdness of this world the cowboy shit is wild but like what if we had five more scenes that were just as insane as that that would be interesting I would have liked that even better if it just went completely weird. I I wish that Pinhead wasn't the engineer. I think that is clearly uh, a shoehorned in thing and it sucks because it doesn't land. I wish that they actually kind of delved deeper into this underbelly there. I think that would have been, that would have made it better. You know, this thing wants to be seven so badly and it's just not. It's just not. And that's okay. But it also, I I, I don't really watch uh, procedural crime dramas. Unless but they I are assume... a Saw movie. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all right. Well, well but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I, I So I'm not <laughs> sure how they usually play out, but I feel like this is kind of the journey that some of, I mean, obviously not to the same extent because there's no lament configuration or whatever, but this is that same like brooding shit that they go through in all of those tv shows i could be completely wrong but that's what it feels like i mean this me. there is a genre like a lane of film especially that is the broody dirty cop mm-hmm. yeah and it's not my favorite <laughs> for the reasons i have outlined yeah. before <laughs> i i kind of do agree with you though like as far as the weird shit right like if the whole movie had just been peppered with weird shit, yeah. then I'd be more on. I wouldn't. I'd, I'm not saying that would make me have liked this movie, but I'd be more on board with the mm-hmm. weird ninja cowboys in the misty woods. But scene. as a standalone, you're kind of like, what? What the what, fuck? What is this? But like, yeah. if the movie went on, as the movie went on and got weirder and weirder and more surreal and weird shit like that happened, would it have saved the movie? I don't know, but it would have added some degree of camp, or you'd be like, okay, this isn't a good movie, but I was entertained. <laughs> you yeah, know? at least it made some sort of sense. Yeah. It flirts with that, like the weird, you know, the guy that drives the ice cream truck, but is also an informant and a drug dealer. like And a pedophile. And a pedophile. But my point is, there's like a seedy kind of world that they flirt with, and they, but they never really 
go there. Instead, we go on this other sort of direction that is less interesting. I don't know. This movie, I didn't love it, but I think maybe because I knew going into it, the reputation for it being terrible, I was kind of like, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I also did watch it at so I don't yeah. know, maybe it really was. Yeah, you didn't have to suffer through the entire hour and uh, 46 An hour and 40 minutes. Mo- that is too long. That movie is too long. I know I'm famous for bitching about t- run times, but that is too long. If they could have got it down to like a solid I like 86 minutes, 83 minutes, like your Toy Story average, your yeah. Toy Story length, I think that would yeah. be fine. Yeah, but- I agree. Man. All right, so that that was my thoughts on the film. I don't think it's good. I will not defend it. But there were things I thought were interesting that could have been taken mm. further that makes me think that there's a place in this franchise to do weird offshoots if it's more well executed. But that's just that's me. Almost, that's almost what makes this one the most painful is it's like, yeah, there are elements of this that I could see being a good contribution to the franchise. It just was executed in such a strange way. You know, if there was nothing there, then I could just write it off as, well, this was just a money grab with the Hellraiser name. But there there are things about this that are like, if this had been done differently, and this was a different movie with these same elements, it could have, I mean, there there exists the parallel universe where this was done differently and it worked, you know? But... I don't know. It still was such a strange, weird experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on this movie, Justin? No, I just I did not. I really did not enjoy this one. <laughs> uh, but it's also hard to to say that because like you know what's coming. I know what's coming. And <laughs> like, oh, man, if you think this is the worst movie, that's uh, that we're gonna get. Uh, be very, very ready. Didn't you guys mention there's like a video game one coming up? Yeah, Hellworld. We were thinking we might need to do that as a group watch to get through it. <laughs> yeah. So but hey, Henry Cavill. Let's so, rank these. Let's rank these. I want to hear from you guys, each of you. What is the order from best to worst? Starting with you, Marcy. Best to worst would be one, two, four, three, five. All right. How about you? Lerald. One, two, three, four, five. I have had decreasingly fun time as we've gone on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at least as at least as far as like the enjoyment of what Hellraiser is. There. There. How about you, Justin? Oh, I'm one, two, three, four, five. Okay. I'm actually with uh okay, I'm one, two, four, three, five. Oh, same as me, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I couldn't five remember is, five is ass. I think five could be a good movie in the right person's hands there was interesting stuff that could have been said there and interesting things that could be done with the dirty cop with Mm -hmm. pinhead with all that it was just executed as poorly as it possibly could have been yeah nailed it that is actually something that rachel and i were talking about too as well is that Mm -hmm. it's like one of the one of the pain points of this movie is that there are elements that could have made a, a, a good contribution to the franchise yeah it just was executed like a, an utter mess, I guess. Yeah. I don't... Your description of it really crystallized for me what the problem was. Is it's just like spaghetti on a wall. I will say I yeah. liked, I did like the Cenobites a little bit. But they were really creepy to me, especially the, the chatterer. The cowboy that's... one, right? <laughs> yeah. No, the chatterer that's just shoulders and a head running around is really mm-hmm. creepy. 
All right, cool. So that is our thoughts on four and five. If you guys were to watch this excellent, uh, these excellent films again, although I would actually say the fourth one, I I confess to Justin that I really like the fourth one. Like I would watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to tell the fourth one again. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Sanity prevails. Because it's not (laughs) trash. Right? It's not as good as, like, Taming the T-Rex or <laughs> or anything even close to, like, Killer Clowns. But, like, it's fun enough. I like the time-hopping thing. It's fine. I like Dominique. Angelique. 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 I, I liked Angelique. There, so there much are, that you remembered her name. <laughs> there are things that if someone's, like if, like, if it was on, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning and I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. I could do that. Yeah. I would run away from Inferno. Yeah, that's fair. Oh yeah, I would just go to bed. I'd unplug my like, fucking router like... to get away from Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I know we keep getting sabotaged. Apparently, we're not allowed to. Some other force is at play here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pinhead's like, please don't keep going. This is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you guys were going to watch them again, what would you pair with them, Mark? Oh, I I don't know. Want me to come back to you? Yeah. (laughs) I've been thinking about it for a while, too, and I can't come up with anything that... You can also come uh... up with two separate ones if that helps. You can't connect the two, separate them. Okay, Lerald, what would you drink with either both as these as a double feature or as individuals? I don't care. So with four, I would have like like a natty, a natty ice. Okay. Valid. Just something like real generic, just drinking to be cheap and get it over with. Uh, for Inferno, like a Colt 45, playing Edward 40 hands, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to black out as quickly <laughs> as possible. <laughs> How about you, Justin? What are you doing? Uh, so for, hmm, let me see. For number four, Bloodlines. Uh-huh. Bloodlines, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Maybe something old, like an old fashioned or something, just because it's like old timey kind of. For uh, Inferno, uh, is a lobotomy a choice? <laughs> There's got to be a drink called a lobotomy, right? Yes. Lobotomy. For sure. I think there is a drink named after every single word in the English language out there if you went to the right spot. Oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. I lied. A lobotomy cocktail. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, for Bloodlines, it would have to be uh, Wayne Gretzky's Maple uh, oh, Whiskey because that, that is what You're I pair with the, everything. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the only thing they serve in Canada. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I literally, that's all. That's what I pair everything with. So a lobotomy cocktail is raspberry liqueur, amaretto li- almond liqueur, pineapple juice, and champagne. So essentially, it's just a hangover in a glass. <laughs> you're gonna want a lobotomy if you drink these that all night that is how i felt halfway through this movie i was like oh my god how much longer is left yeah all right how about you marzi we're swinging back around i think i'd start i'd i'd, I'd be watching for with like a evan williams and soda mm-hmm. to be like maybe yeah okay yeah this is fine and then by the time i'm like i don't know 20 minutes into five i'm like and now i'm just sipping out the bottle <laughs> some kumchata whoa whoa what <laughs> uh, what <laughs> have you have you never had the privilege of having some kumchata 
Oh, Kunchata. Yeah, I thought you said Kumchata. <laughs> Me too. I was like, okay, I know this is a Hellraiser movie, but ooh. <laughs> so I would go for for Bloodline. I would do a Bloody Mary, but with that edible glitter because space. Um, oh, okay. And then for Inferno, oh, easy Fireball. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> shot for the same reason. I want to black out, but I'm going to keep it spicy before I go. All right. <laughs> So that is it for our reviews. So listener feedback. What did you guys think of this movie? Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Should we stop now and save ourselves from the terrible decisions that we keep making over and over again? We've gone too far. (laughs) Yes. Sunk cost. Sunk cost. I love it. So so whatever you say, we're going to proceed. But you can always reach us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, you can do it that way. You can also follow us on our Facebook page or on Twitter and Instagram at ZG Podcast Plural. We'd love it if you slid into the DMs there. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight because you've already watched all of these movies, you should definitely check out our video on demand and streaming calendar over on the Zombie Girls website. That's zombiegrlz.com where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on streaming and on um that's the word i'm looking for if you love the show leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your pods it means a lot to us it's really helpful with the podcast it'd be rad and if you love us and want to support us there's always the patreon because you get awesome things like getting to hang out on our discord where we uh are always there goofing around all day or you can listen to our extended episodes because that's right folks every show on the network if you're a patron is extended more of this excellent content that you just can't get it up of and also a lot of really fun bonus episodes we just did a really fun one for well i thought it was fun where we played, we played king's cup did you have fun with that marcy i did that was actually it a was lot actually of fun i'm fun. so and I'm so glad that, uh, unlike the first time, the accents happened later, except for poor DJ. But yeah, talk about a difference because last time everyone dreaded it and they came up early. But at the end, you took one on intentionally. Yeah, I took the bullet for Ariel. Mm-hmm. All I wanted was for her to take a shot at tequila. <laughs> poor Ariel. But that was a fun <laughs> show. And we have our midsummer episode coming up somewhat soon. We're still nailing down the. The date for that but that will be coming soon and you will not want to miss that that's our live show god knows what justin's gonna do but i cannot wait to find out because... oh man now i feel like all this precedence and set. I, you know what one of these days i'm just not gonna do anything <laughs> i mean maybe this will be the one i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see but you have to be a patron to find out although i know you justin that day will never come because you get ex- you're like me you and I share this thing where we get excited about shit and then we can't help ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I wasn't doing <laughs> stuff earlier. <laughs> I, I love you so much. <laughs> All right. So that's enough plugs for us. Let's plug you guys. Tell me what is going on with here's Johnny. What's coming up? What's what? How can people get into this? All you, Justin, I usually do. I'm going to pass and let you try it off this time. Okay. You can uh, go listen to the the Here's Johnny podcast uh, on wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at whatever our Twitter handle is. Here's Johnny Cast. Here's Johnny Cast. I couldn't remember if it was Here's Johnny Pod or not. Um, Mm Yeah. uh, (laughs) uh, Hey, I I retweet the stuff. Okay. (laughs) We're actually in the middle of wrapping up our alien season. Almost done. 
will have either just reviewed or are about to review uh, Attack on the uh, Attack on the Block. Yes, Martian Gothic, then Attack the Block. Yeah, and I don't remember what's after that, but we are very, very rapidly uh, closing off uh, Aliens and getting ready for our next season, which is a lot of, going to be a lot of fun because I think it's actually a lot of stuff that neither of us have really like Ooh. done, but or like seen or yeah, played or anything. A lot of the games I haven't touched, and I think a lot of the movies you haven't seen. Yeah, oh so gosh. it's going to be very interesting and very exciting. All right, awesome. So everybody should definitely be checking out. Here's Johnny. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it's a great show. As you can see, they're very nice and respectful and never laugh at me. So you should definitely smash up that subscribe button. Please look. Now I sound like a person on the internet, right? That's what the kids oh God, say. It's so dirty. I hate like selling myself. I just have to do it. I'm making you do it because I'm tired. I, and I and I feel like you have more energy because of the pressure building up in your... your oh, from the stone traveling its way through my my yes. body and trying to exit it. Exit You're about to kick ends. off like a rocket ship. Yeah, we got to we gotta wrap this up so you can go pee again and see if, it, if my prediction I don't have true. to pee, though. That's the problem. Are you drinking water? I told you to drink water. I, I have to... drank... Um, I don't know if this is in ounces. Oh, it is in ounces. I have drank 32 ounces of water since we've started recording. Holy moly. You do have a super bladder. All right. I, we're going to have a battle of the bladders in October. I can't wait to see who... who oh, um, I will tell you, I am a home pooper and a home... And I do not like public bathrooms, so... We'll see. So you're going go to the the hold it for three days? No, I'll just go when everybody's doing go something off else. Into the woods. Do you have a sh- so you have a shy bladder and colon? That's a butt thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just, I listen, a, a, a lifetime of IBS, you, uh, you learn some things about yourself very quickly and what you do and do not like to do in public bathrooms. And mine is poop. I don't even poop at work. I, I mean, nobody likes pooping in public, do they? Like, it usually has to be like a... Listen, there are some freaks out there, I'm sure. I guess that's are. true. I did work with these two guys that would time their poops together. They were roommates that I worked with, and they also... So they would go up and hang out while they pooped at work. That's oh, that's cute. Weird. Did they, like, hold hands under the stalls and stuff? That's fucking Maybe. weird. They were also into Dave Matthews Band to an upsetting degree. Mm. That's also all you weird. had to all you had to say was they were into Dave. Yeah, Matthews Yeah, I mean, Band. there's a lot of red flags. They also were fitness bros that carried around milk jugs full of water all day. <laughs> there was a lot for going muscle on. Muscle juice, right? I mean, I think it was just water, it's but just, they had to get their water. ounces. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah factors. But the Dave Matthews Band was the biggest red flag for me. Whenever there was a concert, they were like, "Oh, Dave Matthews." I'm like, ooh, my vagina died. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I got into this subject, but uh, I guess that just leaves our plan for the next episode. I think it's a, it says Mars pick, but you picked the last thing Mary saw, so it's my turn. So I have a few different choices. I'm going to let you pick which of these sounds the most interesting, and then we'll go with that. So do you want a ghost movie, a cult movie, or a demon movie? I, ooh, okay. We're gonna probably I'm do going all these to... at some point, but which one do you want next? <laughs> I'm going. I'm going ghost. Okay. I'm feeling ghost. Okay, Mars. Have you seen the movie Lake Mungo? <gasps> Honestly, I think I have. Okay. But I don't really remember. Hang on. Okay. If not, <laughs> cult or demon. <laughs> Sorry, we have backups. This is why we have backups. I feel like I have. I have to Google it real quick. It's like a. It's. Found footagey, documentary style. 
Oh, I have seen. Okay, this, okay, yes. okay, okay. So cult or demon? Demons. All right. Have you seen Daniel Isn't Real? I feel like I've yes, heard good. I have. Wait, so, Mars, I couldn't. I didn't hear what you oh, said. Oh, sorry. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah, I have seen. God that damn one. it. Okay. Well, cult it is. Cult it is. <laughs> have you seen Son? S O N. Yes. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I thought for sure one of these would be okay. We could do Daniel isn't real though because I I've only seen it once and I was like the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. So I would be okay rewatching it and talking it out talking I mean, it out with you. It's an interesting movie, but let me just see. I like occasionally will just throw things in this doc. So these are the ones that were just chilling there, newly added. Oh, in the mouth of madness. That movie's so good. Everybody here has seen that, right? No nope. need to put what. I don't think I've seen it. What? <laughs> Justin, would you like to come on? <laughs> Larry, it'll be a Friday, so Larry's not invited. But uh, I, I, it's unacceptable to me that you guys have not seen In the Mouth of Madness. Is it that good? It's John Carpenter. It's one of the three apocalypse films. The Thing, Mun the Mouth of Madness, and Prince of Darkness. Not a John Carpenter ha- fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ghost of Mars is the best movie, right? Oh my god! All right, whatever. Uh, so you have not seen I'm joking, it, Marcy. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so you haven't seen it, Marcy? No. All right. I well, fuck it. That's what we're doing. In the That's mouth of madness, one. on Shutter. That stars one Sam Neill. Imagine a novel so overwhelmingly hypnotic, so tremendously horrifying that it paralyzes its audience with fear and turns the most sensible readers insane. When the author disappears, an insurance investigator is hired to find the horror writer and discovers more than he could have ever imagined in this spellbinding thriller. Okay. Yeah. I'm shocked, but also excited to show you this movie. And it's like, it's one of the ones that I've, I've heard of mm-hmm. all the time. I've just never actually seen it. And I do love Sam Neill. Have you seen The Thing? That's, that's the guy from The Fly, right? No. <laughs> And I'm deeply offended by that statement. It was a joke. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I realized when I said that and nobody said anything, I was like, oh, shit. I think they're getting serious. <laughs> yeah, I told you your 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 intonation's just slightly off because you don't feel well. Oh, so. I know. It's fine, Sorry. but I'm just not doing a good job of reading you, which is a me problem. Okay, so yes, In the Mouth of Madness in two weeks. Everybody check that out or most likely rewatch it. Come And we are going to talk about it. I'm very excited know what mars thinks of life on the other side of knowing sutter kane i'm excited to finally watch something that i've heard so much about all the time yeah and just haven't seen have so. you seen prince of darkness no okay well i'm adding this onto my little doc here because you need to have seen the entire all right larry i get I'm it you're sorry. tired <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry are you i don't think i believe you okay the prince of darkness okay We'll Plus, that was that Justin. Oh, it wasn't. was not. She won't yell at you, Justin. She won't yell at you. Take one if you continue. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's it for us. Yeah, Marzi. Unless people are sticking around for the extended episode, that is it. Mars, take us out. Thanks again to everybody who came back to follow us down this deep, deep spiral into the world that is Hellraiser. I hear their phone. Some things ahead. Some things ahead. I won't qualify them with a descriptor. There are things ahead. But next episode of the Stream Queens is going to be not Hellraiser. It is going to be In the Mouth of Madness on Shudder. But until then, 
Thanks for coming back, and uh, good night, folks. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. And for this bonus episode, we're going to revisit Justin's butt. Yeah, in, this bon- in this episode, we're going to dive deep, deep, deep into Justin's beehole. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to <laughs> the Stream Queens After Dark. And by dark, I mean up Justin's beehole, apparently. <laughs> yes, Ariel, leave it all in. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about my beehole, whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be an episode with the four of us if we didn't at least brush upon your butthole at some point. Well, hey, as long as I'm not made a finger puppet like I was, sorry, a meat puppet like I was with uh, <laughs> when my doctor had 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 it, had her hold of me, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah so but. against Justin's beehole again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I like appreciate how open you are with things. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, there's probably somebody out there with beehole distress that they're like you're doing the work. You know what I mean? You're getting, you're out public talking about it, sharing your very personal experience. Like, yeah, it is. You know, service. I mean, yes, it makes me giggle and I am delighted and enjoy it because I'm a 12 year old child. But I also but, think that, you know, you're, you're destigmatizing, which is, well, that's the thing. Yeah, you're providing a platform you, for other people. You got to be able to laugh at battles. it. You have to be. I, I, listen, I was, I was very, uh, hidden about my ibs for the longest time and i just stopped giving a fuck so you know and you're better for it exactly and now i just talk about my butt all the time you just gotta let it go let it flow let it flow yeah which is also kind of like man i i'm having some weird side effects with like all this medicine and stuff i'm on too yeah it's like have you ever taken like uh pepto uh-huh. And you know, like the color it changes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I am so we close to us calling it a night and going to bed. What are we doing? <laughs> talking, about my, talking about my butt. Just some casual butthole. Oh, yeah, casual butthole amongst friends. Come on, Larry, get in on it. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's talk about not butts. All right. Well, I actually have two little quizzy games that we can play. Okay. If you don't, if if Larry would like us to stop with the butthole talk, I just don't need to be talking about what Pepto. If you'd does like us to your... extract ourselves from oh, the butthole talk. Oh my gosh! Talk. Yes. What are your quizzes? If we would like us to exit this conversation. <laughs> oh Listen. shit! The internet's dying again. I will be. <laughs> are you pulling the tunnel thing? Like, oh no, I'm going through a t- tunnel. <laughs> tunnel. A butt tunnel. Oh. No butt tunnel. <laughs> okay. 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 All right, so this first one we talked about, we're obviously doing a lot of sequel-y kind of stuff right now, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I have a couple of sequel-related sort of Rachel, games. What, Rachel, what, what, what? Did you actually do the intro to the... Yeah. Oh, that was I, it. Was... Oh, I thought you were joking. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said, welcome to the Stream Queens After Dark. Yeah. Where we talk talking about, about buttholes. Oh, I thought and, that was a joke. And the dark is his butthole. No, whatever. I thought that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Okay, so. (laughs) I was a neologist jealous because my doctor wanted to stick her finger up my butt. Okay, like, come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> to pull a Mars, name butt. of your porno. Okay. So, so you have games for us, Jigsaw. <laughs> do you oh. feel like you get emotionally jigsawed whenever you come on oh. here? Uh, I, I do. Emotionally jigsawed. I, I have started to uh, uh, get my kids to uh, walk up beside her when she's sleeping and ask her if she wants to play a game. But, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In like a weird, like creepy kid voice, which is fantastic. But uh, oh, is thank that, God for you! Is that the best part of being a dad? Is weaponizing the children for mischief? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Does Michelle do it to you too? Absolutely. Like, okay, tell us some things you guys do to each other. Yeah.